We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, Jonathan Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Uh, let me introduce... Actually, no. I'm not going to introduce our guest yet. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait, hold on. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> because all week long, I was somewhat poo-pooing because he was that bad. The idea that RJ Barrett was sick. And so what, is, what does the universe do to me? Mm. they strike me down with some unholy, I don't know what this is, but my wife had it last week and now I have it. It's not fun. Let me tell you, it feels like the flu, but it's not the flu according to her, because I don't know. She knows more about this stuff than me anyway. Yeah. You try guarding uh, back doors while you're while you have, while you feel like this. Well, so here's you, the thing. You try finishing over rim protectors, John. Luckily, luckily I don't have to come on here. And have my version of the flu game. I just have to be Steve Kerr waiting in the corner for the kick out and just make the easy shot. Because I have the Michael ah. Jordan of basketball analysis. Nick's basketball analysis with me on this podcast. Benji Ritholtz. Wow, what an introduction. I thought you weren't introducing me. But <laughs> no, I, I appreciate to it. Nonetheless, happy to be here. Happy to happy to carry you i guess not that you know you'll be fine once we get into it i think it'll all turn around for you you'll see 
Just got to start talking. That's it. Just put one foot in front of the other. That's it. Take a couple dribbles. It's natural. You're a natural. You were. I'm going to try to figure this out in my head real quick. You like six for the flu game? Seven? It was 90. I think it was this. This is going to make me look bad because I should remember. I'm pretty sure it was not the the last finals. It was the penultimate finals. I thought it was 98 as well. Yeah. I was 97. Yeah. Of 97. I was all of five years old. Yeah. So you remember remember, it? I remember it fondly. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I, I what have I never asked you this? We're getting off track, but we'll we'll get back on very quickly. What is your first Knicks memory? Do you do you remember it? I don't distinctly remember mine. So if you don't yeah. remember yours, it's... I really don't. And honestly, I only really religiously started watching the Knicks in the David Lee Nate Robinson year, whatever year that was. Well, there were years. a few of those, a few of those years. That was yeah. like actually when my Knicks fandom truly began. So, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's fantastic. I've been exposed uh, to some of the best. That's where my knowledge comes from, you know, just watching these teams just fundamentally sound, <laughs> taking care of the little things. <laughs> Being just clean and crisper on the edges. Absolutely. So that's a good transition um, to right now because you have some memories of some pretty crappy Knicks teams that did mm-hmm. not, like when, when they took the floor, there, there was just really no chance that they were going to win any games. Um, this team is, is not that. And yet through 18 games, they are, they are, they are nine and nine. Some nice wins, some respectable performances, some not so great performances. And yet there is much, here's my favorite word, consternation about what is going on. And I think it is rooted in the how more than the what, whether that has to do with certain players here on the roster, it's a certain person calling in, you know, drawing up the X's and O's, maybe even certain people behind the scenes and the decisions that they have made or potentially will make in the future. So I'll just start out very generally and ask you, like, right, have you enjoyed this next season so far? And do you think it's like you're allowed to enjoy nine and nine? Do you think there's anything wrong with that? Yeah, I've enjoyed watching this team for the most part. Absolutely. I think. I think Jalen Brunson is is one of the most interesting and fun players to watch in basketball because it is a homogenous league. Like generally speaking, you're going to have a really good ball handler, be it a wing or a point guard running spread pick and roll. And they're usually pull up three shooters or they drive and they kick or they lob. And the Knicks have this guy who's six one and, and playing in the post and like doesn't do the standard primary ball handler things that you're used to, but is really, really good at what he does. Uh, And so he's been a blast to watch. And I think this is what we're going to get into, but I think there's a lot of stuff to be very positive about in this season. Um, Even if the focus too often is on the stuff that we should be annoyed about. Um, And I think overall, yeah, you're looking now, it's like, this is like a very neat reflection point here we're 18 games in we got a couple of mm-hmm. day break thanksgiving we're about a quarter of the season so like you kind of look back and you say all right they've basically the record is what it probably should be the rotations have adjusted a ton in just the first quarter of the season so that's great and in, in a very positive way i think we'd all agree um and it looks like some of the guys who are struggling are starting to come out of it there have been a lot of positive developments and the team's, I think, on a night-to-night basis, pretty fun to watch. So, yeah, I am 
definitely more positive about this than than negative. Understanding what the what the what you should have felt going in and aside from kind of directionally where like the organization is, which I think is a separate question from enjoying and analyzing the basketball. I agree. They're intertwined, but I think it's important to um, compartmentalize it. Yeah. And I should say 500 records. So that's good. Eighth in the East about, you know, what we, I mean, if that lasts the whole season, then we should throw a party. Um, 23rd net rating. So not, not ideal there, but 18th in offense. I think if you would have told me, before the season started, they were the 18th ranked offense and they're right. And they're right there in a group with um, a few other teams where it's like, they're basically in a four-way tie for first 16th. With, yeah. In um, fact, yeah, cleaning the glass has them at 15th. So yeah. Factoring out garbage time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and they've had plenty of garbage time, which I, you know, one of the reasons there have been a few blowouts that have kind of skewed this and that's not those count. Um, but I think there's what to be encouraged about. Yeah. The offense being about league average, I think is, Great, especially considering how guys have shot the ball. I mean, I think Obi's the one guy who has shot better than we'd think he would shoot from three. And now he's what is his three point percent? I haven't even looked in the last few days. Yeah, he's regressing a bit. Yeah. I don't think anybody anybody who thought he was going to become a forty percent shooter this year, I think, was crazy. He's going, you know, if he if he settles out at league average or above, I think it's it's great. It's a great development. Yeah. Um, otherwise, nobody shot the three well, so they've those guys are going to come up. RJ's percentage is going to come up. IQ's percentage is going to come up. Brunson's percentage. I corners. Spoke about, corners. Corners. Right. Brunson's percentage. I spoke about the corners will come up. I do think there's been a change in his shot diet that's affecting the percentage. I don't know if he'll reach last year's mark, but nonetheless, it'll come up, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And Grimes league. hasn't been there at all. Which, and, and, right. And he has, right. I don't even, has, has he made a three this year? He's probably made like one or two. The, and, in, the, in the limited time he's had, he hasn't made a Yeah. Year. And you took out your two best shooters from the lineup for a stretch. You, yeah. you were missing your two best three point shooters. I think Grimes and Fournier are by a decent margin, their two best three point shooters. And they were out of the lineup for a decent amount of time together. So, so yeah, yeah, the offense has been pretty good, all things considered. The pro, I think, you know, the biggest disappointment to me, I don't want to dwell on disappointments because that's not what the pod is about, but the rebounding has been the biggest disappointment and kind of the weirdest outlier if you look at their statistical profile it's kind of like where is this coming from they were the fourth best rebounding team defensive rebounding team in the league last year and they're now 29th that is hard to believe i completely agree and it's a good transition to i want again we're we're, we're going to be staying mostly positive on this episode but yes. I, I i do want to because there there has been much talk and you just brought up like the threes like the knicks are could be so much better were it not for Oh, Andrew's telling us Grimes has made four threes this year. Well, there we go. There were 18 games. That's probably less than you would have expected coming in. Um, I, you know, I don't know where most fans would have the ranking of Tibbs and Julius as far as the the blame game. It's like if if were it were it not for this individual, everything would be so much better. And I don't know if anybody else deserves to be in that conversation. The RJ thing is 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 kind of exists in its own ether because people aren't. People are blaming him. They they are, but they are. It's also like I don't think people want to get rid of him. People just want him to be be better. And mm-hmm. um, certainly the the last game against Oklahoma City was a good sign. Do you do you think that there is that that the pieces that are here now? And you can take it any direction you want. Are materially holding this team back? And before you answer, I, I do want to at least acknowledge like. I think what a lot of people are saying, which is like, look at the Jazz, look at the Pacers, look at the Kings. These teams are doing, you know, wonderful things in their own right. But, it, you know, how much of that is talent? How much of that is the fact that like they're, you know, two of those teams got a new coach and then the third 
um, you know, has Rick Carlisle, but they also materially changed their roster from like the beginning of last year to now. So like where, you know, how do you, how do you, how are you factoring in all of that? How do you assess all that? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think Utah has the coaching and the, the kind of their offensive system and flow. I think you do give them a lot of credit. I think they've, they've played to their kind of random assortment of players to all their strengths. I, I do, you know, well, I don't have the records in front of me. What Indiana is what a couple of games ahead of the Knicks now. What? Uh, yeah, I have everything right here. So yeah, Utah's twelve and seven. Um, Indiana is ten and six, and then Jeez, the, the the owners of the they play uh, tonight. As so, people will listen to this, and I don't know yeah. what the result will be. But as of right now, we're recording this. The Kings are nine and six with what would be the highest scoring offense in the history of basketball. Yeah, I mean, but you know, again, you look at the Kings' offensive talent. I, I just don't, it, it, you know, Sabonis and Fox are like excellent, and Herders having one of the best shooting seasons in uh, in the league. So like. I think the Kings and Pacers are slightly different and the Jazz are kind of their own category right now. I, I do don't I don't want to overreact to a three game difference after 18 games. If you look at strength of schedule, I don't know. Maybe one maybe all these teams have a harder schedule than the Knicks. I don't know. Indy but. Indy and I just because I heard it on the low post earlier today. Indy uh, Indy's schedule has been very easy. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. th- this stuff will fluctuate record wise. Um, but I, I think. Tibbs has done some really nice things this year. I think you have to give him a lot of credit for the fact that Julius Randle's shot diet has changed significantly. And that's not just Randle deciding that. That's that's a concerted effort by the by the entire staff to get him to take different types of shots. They've designed sets to get him different kinds of sets, different kinds of shots to get rolling more, to take less mid-rangers, much less ISO from him this year. Like he's basically eliminated the long two from his diet. Like that stuff is really important and have a huge considerable change from last season that has benefited the team. And again, a league average offense, partly because Randall's been generally pretty good on offense. And the reason he's been generally good on offense is because he's changed his game. Um, And I do think that Tibbs gets credit for that. I don't really, I I think there are teams that certainly have more complex offenses and off ball movement. I think there are teams that have less complex offenses. I think the Knicks generally run some very good stuff. And I think sometimes they execute it well and sometimes they don't. There's a lot of window dressing in their in their sets. And I don't know if they're cutting and screening the way they should to kind of maximize those sets, I meaning the players themselves. Um and you're the- you're generalizing because we talk about it all the time. Certain players do these things really well on the on the Knicks and others are, yeah. are not doing them as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I put out a clip the other day where it was like a lineup with with IQ, Brunson, Sims, OB. And like Obi cut through the middle, nobody really noticed that two guys went to the ball. Obi was wide open. Obi didn't even notice. And it's like, <laughs> I love it's like, <laughs> it's like you know, like run stuff to get like everything has a purpose. Like run it. And the Knicks definitely don't do that all the time. So it's not all the coach's fault. I think is he the most offensively creative coach? Absolutely not. But that's something that we knew going in. I think he's definitely improved. I, I don't think the Knicks like run like bland, crappy stuff. I really don't. I think they've really spiced up the playbook in the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, holding them back, it depends who would be in their place. Like, it, I don't think Tibbs is worse than a league average coach right now. I don't really, I just don't necessarily think that. And you, um, we, we spoke about on the defensive end uh, during the playback uh, the other night against Oklahoma City, you know, like, what was it? Mike Pascala hit a three and you just were like, well, yeah, you're going to, you know, give that up. 
in this in this scheme. Like the I think yeah. that the the defense is probably I, I feel like has annoyed people maybe almost as much, if not more, than the offense. And yet I wonder because like the last two seasons they started off slower on defense and then picked up a lot of steam as the year went on. Yeah. I wonder if that's maybe going to be the case this year too. I don't know. I think that's probably part of it. I think not having Mitch uh, at all, they've, if you consider foul trouble, they've really only had him for three games out of 18 this season. That's wild. Um, because he's basically been unusable in foul trouble for most of the time he's been around. Uh, and he's the anchor. And not only that, like Sims I and mean, Hartenstein came in and like is is learning the system and adjusting to stuff. And Sims is still figuring it all out. Like like Mitchell was supposed to be your anchor who knew the scheme best and could cover for a lot of the mistakes. And then he hasn't been there. Um, and I think that's been made a big impact. And look, I I I I am I struggle with the tips thing. I there are things that frustrate me to no end. Um, and he's a stubborn person and a stubborn coach and he sticks to his principles and he doesn't vary much. I think there are good things about that. I think there are bad things about that. I think this year, just looking at this year, I think last year was basically a disaster from a coaching perspective. I, I would agree. This, I think this year, I think he's made a concerted effort um, in the right ways. I think the playbook has gotten better. I think um, there's still stuff that drives me crazy, like running sets for Julius Randall that he shouldn't, but okay. Like, We're going to talk about Randall in a second. I can deal with that, but, but, the rotations have changed. He benched Evan Fournier. He's got, he's playing three centers. He's playing Randall and Obi here and there. Um, he's staggering much more significantly. Brunson comes out really early. He comes back like the stuff that we always said, like all coaches do this except for Tibbs. Well, Tibbs is now doing it. And I, I do think it's fair and, and right to point out like when he's actually doing the stuff that we've been calling from to do for a long time. Now, has it taken too long? That's an interesting question. I think yeah. there's a lot of different factors that go into it for a head coach that don't go into it for fans and analysts of the game that right. like he's dealing with from the front office perspective, from the player perspective, from confidence perspectives, all of that. Like when you coach, it's just different uh, than it is tweeting about coaching. But nonetheless, he has done those things. And I think it's worthwhile to mention them, even while recognizing that there are still flaws and there's still ways to go and that he's not the best coach in the NBA. And he's not. But there are things that he does well. And I think he deserves credit for that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Knicks fans? With the bustling holiday season just around the corner, it's the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, 
cook, and deliver right to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and more than 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My holidays are jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. Plus, I save time with meals delivered ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and more than 36 add-on options, such as smoothies, juices, snacks, and so much more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Also, Factor is cheaper than dining out. Put the money you save towards holiday fun and you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion? meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. When things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. Even better, Factor's no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so I can enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I get too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy during the holidays. Knicks fans, Factor has everything you need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep you energized during frantic holiday times. Don't hesitate. Head to go.factor75.com slash film School 60 and use promo code Film School 60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code Film School 60 at go.factor75.com slash Film School 60 to get 60% off your first box. Uh, you brought up the Obi Randall minutes. I think if if they're like with the, all the staggering and rotation stuff, I think the only gripe most people still have just on that that part i would think is the lack of ob minutes overall and the fact that randall will still play the large portions of these games where we have eyes and we are watching what he's doing and you preach accountability and the whole thing my theory since the beginning of last year has been that that is far 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 more complicated and goes way up higher on the food chain and has to do with a lot more things than just thibodeau you know you know being like that's that's not an easy call at the same time i do wonder and it goes to your point of like the madness the madness of of king tibbs it it is clear that he i think likes having this player on the floor who can draw two to the ball you know so it's like where do you apportion blame there i don't i don't really know yeah there does seem to be a blind spot i i i have trouble justifying it um i don't understand you know i don't know like the people like throw out a lack of accountability i guess that's what it is but it's is it just that he sees something that we're not seeing or doesn't like, I don't know. It's hard to understand, but especially now that you have Jalen Brunson who is different, but actually in some ways overlaps, actually it's kind of funny. I think about Brunson, RJ and, and, and Julius as kind of a tall grande and venti versions of the same player. They, they basically <laughs> do the same things. They're lefties that get to the rim, uh, struggle, struggle shooting, 
but generally can get to the rim, draw two, and like maybe sometimes, most of the time, make the, best, the, the play they should make. Although Brunson does it most consistently and turns it over much less than those guys and is better than those two guys. But they really are all trying to do the same yeah. thing. A lot of the Knicks sets set up so that they can get downhill to their left, like a lot of them, which is, again, playing to their strengths. That's what they do best. But um, it, there's some redundancy on the floor for sure. But because of that, I think, Julius becomes even more expendable. Like I think you've added a true advantage creator in Brunson, oh. not a perfect one, but a good one. And I think Obi complements that skill set in a way that Julius can't. Now, Obi has some issues. I don't think. I think if Obi wasn't shooting forty percent from three, I think we'd be looking at this season, his season so far, very differently because I think he struggled at the rim, and I think his defense has been so-so. Um, so so. So query how much kind of this crazy positive shooting start that probably will regress a bit has impacted our analysis of Obi Toppin this year, but he does need to play more. I think he complements lineups better, especially with RJ and Brunson in them than Julius does. And I do think it's a very fair criticism to say Julius does some stuff that's inexcusable every game and he seems to get unlimited leash on it. And that's a problem. You you put one on a T for me. So and then after this, we are going to get to the stuff that we're thankful for before Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful for all of this. This is great stuff. I like it's great. No, it. but it's it, but see, but this I don't this I don't mind. I like this conversation so much more than like, are we allowed to? You know, it's like you know they won a game. Like I feel good about that. I don't have to, I don't want to feel bad about feeling good right about right. you know about winning against the Thunder or whatever. Um, I keep theorizing about like, you know, like a lot of people are like, oh, just fire the coach and it'll fix everything. I don't believe that, but I do wonder. Occasionally, if there was one major roster shift um, in some way, shape or form, could this team go and and move into a different tier of team with the understanding that they do not have elite, any elite talent? They don't have any star player. And I'm not talking about acquiring a star player. That's not the type of shift that I'm talking about. But just like the notion of like, okay, you look at Randall's the numbers when Randall's off the court defensively, and then you go with what you just talked about about Obi Toppin potentially making a lot more sense um, on offense with this team. And you put those two things together and you can start to have notions about a team like, oh, I wonder if they could be more like a league average team in net rating and, you know, maybe mess around, win some close games and like have something that replicates what they did two years ago. Do you, Is there a, like, if you could, is there like one move that you've thought about? Like, man, I wish I could just exchange Julius for this sort of player, not a star because obviously that would be nice or like you know um a wing so yeah so what do you th- like what, what would you do uh, it's not like what i would i would do like i it, it, i think stylistically i thought about this a lot in the last few days I, I think it's pretty rare now and and hard to build a team where a kind of a true power forward but one not like Giannis, one who can't really guard wings because he's not fast enough and can't really guard the rim because he's not tall enough. Um, I think it's very hard to play that player 37 minutes and be a really good. T- I, th- I just think defensively, and this applies to Obi and Julius. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're not really quite like, so a lot of teams now downsize at the four. And you see like constantly like the rotations are crisp until Julius's guy or Obi's guy get the ball and they're just slower. Now, Julius, it's because of inattentiveness often and less because of with Obi. It's just he's not that quick to change direction. 
So he tries much harder than Julius. He's better than Julius defensively. Um, but they both have this issue. And I think if the Knicks played more lineups where you had four wing size players, Brunson could be one of those four players and a center, which they have three of them, or even depending on against lineup who they're playing, four wing size players and Obi or Randall at the five. I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah, I just. I think stylistically it's easier. I think this like the Knicks are playing a true four and a true five, basically every game, all game. That's pretty rare now. And like, is there another, I mean, I, would, I don't want to go through all the teams, right? But there's, I, is there a handful of teams? Maybe that's still do it. That does it starter and bench. I can't think of any other team that, that plays two true power forwards like that. Like Atlanta has John Collins who starts. Who's their four off the bench? I don't think it's like, I don't know if DeAndre Hunter slides to the four or like whatever they do. I can't imagine. And like, look, John Collins is, is, is again, this exact archetype. Like he's just struggling to find a role, even though he's very good because it's just a weird position now in the NBA. It's like a kind of uh, the way the game's played. It's a bit hard for that player to get a ton of minutes and have to guard whoever they're guarding on the floor. And if you're not going to play them at center, which Atlanta doesn't either anymore because of a Kongu's development, yeah. So he just kind of becomes a four who's chasing people around all the time. And and I, I do I, I think the I think the Knicks in a perfect world, I think one of these power forwards would go, which they will eventually. You replace them with a wing, and then you can be much more versatile. But to constantly have to play a four and a five in today's game, I think is hard. And I think the Knicks are feeling that this year. Uh that's so well said. Um I you cannot convince me, not you, but any any person out there, cannot convince me that the ideal role for Obi Toppin in basketball today is 25, 30 minutes a game, where about half that time, give or take five minutes, is at the five. Yep. With four dynamite or three dynamite, as dynamite as you could get. Just good defensive, good to great defensive wings. I don't even care who the point guard Brunson could run point for that team and yeah. try as best as you can to insulate him. And I, if those wings could shoot and he's at the five for that amount of time, I still, I don't know how you stop that offense. I think that's a really, really, really devastating offense. Now they'll probably get scored upon a bit and I don't know how sustainable it is in the playoffs or whatever. And yes, it depends on the shooting. If that's the long term vision that the Knicks might have. And I'm not convinced that that isn't their vision long-term. I really am not, which sounds crazy when they spend all this money on centers, but like, I think there's reasons for that. In any case, that's where I think I would like to head. And obviously if that's where we're heading, then Julius probably should, should be elsewhere. Um, But whatever he's here right now, I guess we'll just, I don't know, hope for the best moving forward. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the crazy thing, the the really crazy thing with Obi, if you think about his career so far, is that Tibbs basically said from the beginning, you're going to function as a wing on both ends. He's essentially in the corner. He barely screen and rolls. And And he should. Oh, he should. He should. (laughs) Although his finishing has been underwhelming this season. I'm just going to say it. It has. He's not an elite finisher right now. And I thought that was kind of the given with him. And he's not. He's not. That needs to be said. However, I think he needs to get more reps there. I think his passing can shine there. And he's basically become a catch and shoot player who can attack closeouts, which is more of a wings responsibility generally. And the craziest thing about it is it's kind of worked because he's developed in that role. The weird part about it is I wish he was in a different role. That's not, he's gotten better in the role that Tibbs has stuck him in, which is just a little bit both. 
which is, uh, which is to his credit and to become the best player he can be, this yeah. is going to be very valuable for him. Yes. That's not, yeah. I don't think Tibbs has done a good job with this because I think he's really kind of stuck him in this spot. And I think he's a more versatile player than that. And I think they should invest more in him. But if he ever gets that opportunity to with, to play with a little more freedom, these couple of years are going to be very helpful for him because he's I, developed certain skills in this role where he's become good at catch and shoot, at least not in the corners. God, not in the corners, but <laughs> above the break, really solid. And then attacking closeouts, one, two dribbles, making the next play. He's gotten pretty good at that. And that, that, that's going to, that's going to come in handy, but I, I think we need to, we need to allow him to evolve now. It's time. Let's go. Let's move on. I love it. I can't I, talk about things that I would be thankful for if they just, we don't have to do fake trades because we've done so many fake trade, fake Julius trade episodes. It's, I don't have the energy for another one, but um, all right. So you talked about Brunson already. Um, let's talk about him just a little bit more. I was going through it today because it came up on the post game pod and then I dug into it a little bit and then I looked at some of the advanced stats and I tweeted something out today that I should probably have my own Twitter account up, but whatever in like certain in like advanced stats, like value over replacement player, win shares box, uh, box plus minus. All of those, if you go look at like who's in the East and like specifically the East guards, all of those say he's one of the top four guards in the East. Now, is he actually one of the top four guards in the East? I think that's a different conversation, but I, I'm starting to talk myself into that. There is not just like, oh, Jalen Brunson has a case. Jalen Brunson deserves to be discussed in the all-star conversation. I'm starting to think again, it's 18 games. We have another, whatever, 30 games to go before this, this thing finally happens. I think it's a real case. And I think it's start. I think that maybe last night against Oklahoma City was the first moment where I'm like, oh, wow, this is the thing we're going to need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of funny when the when they signed him. The a lot of the reaction was so much money for a sub all star player. That was like or uh, and I was and immediately I was like, are we sure he can't be an all star if he gets the minutes and the yeah. opportunities? Because all the numbers were saying. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is extraordinarily efficient and just doesn't really get that high a usage. I mean, last year his usage was 24%. It's not even gone up that much. Um, he has the, but, he, but, but the, he has the, the ball. Yes. All the time. And, the, and the assist numbers are, he are makes obviously the reflection of that. And I, I mean, the only question was, okay, but he's going to have more attention on him and he's not going to play off Luca anymore. And the spacing is not going to be quite as good. So how is it going to go? Can he actually? And the answer, obviously and emphatically, is yeah. This guy is just that good. He just is. And I, I don't think there's any questions in the All Star conversation. And uh, you know, it helps that Garland was hurt for a while. You know, you start looking at the guards. I'm sure there are guys that I'm, you know, that I'm not thinking of. Halliburton certainly gets in that. Gets in there right now. Um, the fact you, that you, the, you the named fact one that, of my East All Star. He, I think Halliburton actually has to be. Yeah, yeah, and the fact yeah, that Ky- sure. the fact that Kyrie's been whatever he's been is helpful too. Um, yeah, but that's that's a good call. Um, yeah, he's in the conversation, and uh, yeah, if we're talking about things we're thankful for, he is far and beyond number one. And here's the oh, yeah. sorry, finish what you say. I was going to say it's it's not just the numbers; it's it, it truly in every game that they've won. There's been a moment where it feels like it's slipping away in the third or fourth quarter, early like late third, early fourth, whenever it is. They go on, the other team goes on a run, and Brent Brunson's like, okay, we're not going to run anything. Get me a ball. I'm going to hit a floater right now, and I'm going to calm everyone the hell down. And he does it. It's actually amazing. It's an amazing trait. He's able to do it time again, time and again. 
And I can't, it, it, that, that value goes beyond even the crazy efficiency numbers that he has. It's like, this guy just has such a great feel for the game. And when the Knicks need a bucket and he just gets it. I, I wrote about it after last night's game against the Thunder. My, my favorite new parlor game. How many wins did the Knicks have this season were it not for Jalen Brunson? And I, Oof. it's, it's a small number. <laughs> it's very small. small. Number, all right. Um, yeah, no, in it, win shares is the one where he's really shining. Here are the players that have he's 14th in win shares in the league. Here are the guys who have more win shares than him, starting at the top Luca, Steph, KD, Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, SGA, Tyrese Halliburton, Lori Markin. And get your, get your most improved player bets in where you still can. I don't think, I don't think the value is there anymore, though. Uh, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, and then Demonis Sabonis. Those are the players ahead of Jalen Brunson in win shares, which is those are some cool. names. Those are some names. Um, let's go to the youth. Uh, what's who's the young player who you're most thankful for ahead of this this holiday season? So, I, what looking back at the season, what I'm most thankful for because most of the stuff I kind of knew already. What I didn't know is that Cam uh, Reddish could be it. a solid role player in the league, and I think he showed us that he can be. Um, and that I am very thankful for because that trade was looking a little scary, a little bit of. Uh, I would say um, a misunderstanding between the front office and the head coach as to what should be uh, injuries allowed this to happen in a way. And it's going to be really interesting to see post break when he's back, what they do. I think let's talk about it real quick. I mean, so Grimes is not going anywhere. Can't absolutely can't. can't. He can't can't but both for present and for future. He can't, he's invaluable to this team. The, there is no more grime conversation. No. It was ridic- you pointed it out several times. We don't need to rehash it. It was utterly ridiculous what was going on in the last two weeks. And yes, now it is over and we will move on. So Grimes, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel quickly, assuming he's remains on the roster for the foreseeable yeah, future, yeah, which right. his name has come up. Um, Jalen Brunson, Cam Reddish. Did I, how many, did I forget anybody that was, I think I named five players outside of the four bigs and I didn't name Derek Rose. Yeah. So that's the answer. 10 man, nine man rotation without Rose or 10 man rotation with Rose. It's one of those two answers, right? Yeah. I don't, uh, I, I, I don't really care. I, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty much happy to move on. I, I, I love what Derek Rose did for this team two years ago. I still think there's a little bit left in the tank, although I, I do definitely think we're seeing pretty, pretty, pretty significant decline this year in terms of his athleticism. Um, he'll still, he'll still dip into it. And he'll do something every game. That's like, Holy crap. What a talented individual. But I, I think he's still a very good pick and roll passer, whatever. I, he does bring value still. I just not, not for this team where they are right now. Um, I think letting quickly run at least a few minutes before bringing Brunson back in the game and a nine man rotation is a really good way to do it. Um, and, and let him sink or swim and, and see what happens. I think he's shown enough as much as I get frustrated sometimes with decision-making on the offensive end at speaking of IQ, <laughs> I think he's shown enough where you let him, you let him learn it and you let him figure it out. And then you bring Brunson in to kind of steady the ship. I think that's a really good way to do it. Do you like cam with that? with those backups either as a way to get him more opportunity. You're shaking your head already. Okay. Yeah. I think Grimes has to be in the starting lineup. I think he's the perfect complement to this lineup. I think um, the thing, you know, everyone was saying cam needs to start. I, I, that, that lineup is just going to, it's going to be a terrible shooting lineup. Like cam has become a decent shooter from the corners. That's really it. 
He's not going to give you good accuracy from above the break. It's not that quick a release. He's pretty closeout prone, meaning he doesn't get it off a ton. Like I, I just think you need Grimes to loosen things up because he can always get the shot off if you find him. And and the 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 speed with which he makes decisions on the catch. Cam's gotten better at that, but like Grimes is the perfect compliment mm-hmm. to a team where the ball sticks too much, where like even advantages sometimes close because guys hold the ball. Like he is exactly what that lineup needs. We've said it for the beginning. That's why we all, all thought he would be starting obviously defensively, but cam can do some of the same things. I think Grimes is better, but I think cams can do some of the same things, but I think offensively it's like absolutely what you need. So I think he has to start. And then, yeah, you, you bring cam to the second unit and I think he gets some different opportunities and he's not just a catch and shoot guy. And I still think he needs to keep it simple because I think that's been the key to his growth this year is just keeping it simple. Two dribble rules, I like to say. Like anything more than that gets a little wonky. But two dribbles to the rim or shoot the basketball. But you'll have a he'll have he'll be able to play a little bit more on the second side with the second unit, get a little bit more in transition because they run more generally. Like I think it's just a I think that's the right, yeah. I think that's the right fit. And you could see it because we both know that Mitchell Robinson is going to once again regain his starting position. They're gonna have to navigate the issues that come with that as we've we've talked about and he just, you know, he needs to be better. He stay on the court and needs to be better when he's out there. Um, <laughs> I, I can't get into a bitch conversation with you. Cause he's just going to so make you upset. It's so frustrating, man. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Cause now we have to wait another six games to get back into shape until he hurts something else. And then he has to get back into shape. So like we've had an in shape, good Mitch for like two months of his career and he got $15 million for it a year. Yeah. It's $60 million total. Ah, well, we're thankful for it. Moving on. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you could see, <laughs> I can't even give my words up, like the backup unit that they, you know, of, um, Einstein, Obi, maybe cam and quickly with RJ in there to, hmm. you know, that's, that's fun. Now we're, now we're having some fun. Uh, yeah. Like Brunson and RJ is like, like, like mixing up as the fifth guy there. Love it. Love it. Give me that. Love it too. Um, okay. So you answered that question. I was going to say camp too, just for, for what it's worth. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Want to let you in on a little secret. Just because I live in the Big Apple doesn't mean I don't love following all the different NBA storylines. Can the Warriors win another one? Who's the MVP frontrunner? What's Frank Nilakina up to? Following these storylines and watching out-of-market games used to be a big pain because they don't always show the games I want in my area. But this season, I discovered an amazing trick that lets me watch every single NBA game live for a fraction of the normal cost. It's called ExpressVPN, and here's how it works. The NBA offers NBA League Pass, which lets you stream games online. But if you live in the U.S. or Canada, it doesn't let you watch all of them. Some games are blacked out. So what do you do? Fire up ExpressVPN and use it to change your location to a different country. Sign up and use NBA League Pass and boom, no blackouts. And depending on the country, NBA League Pass could cost less than 15 bucks for a whole year. ExpressVPN works on your computer, phone, router, and consoles like Fire TV, so you can watch all the games from any device. And even when I'm not watching hoops, I use ExpressVPN all the time for stuff like Netflix or Disney Plus to access thousands of extra shows that are only available on other countries' libraries. Enjoy all 1,230 games of the NBA season in HD with the world's most trusted VPN, ExpressVPN. Don't hesitate. Use this special link today and get three months free at expressvpn.com slash film school. Then you can use ExpressVPN to sign up for NBA League Pass at a huge discount. That's expressvpn.com slash film school for three months free. All right, well, let's, let's, we could kind of finish up. Like, what is the thing, what is the thing you want to be thankful for moving forward? What is the thing you're most excited about for the rest of this year? What do you want to, I ask you, I ask you some version of this question at the end of every podcast I have you on because I'm always curious what you're going to say. What are you thinking about? What are you like curious if they try? It could be something with a positive connotation. It could be something that you're looking forward to, even though maybe a, a negative in the interim, like somebody gets fired or gets traded or whatever. Like, what do you, when you, where's your mind at? I'm going to answer that question. Can I first say one more thing that I'm thankful for? Because I I have a list down. Oh, I've wow. Missed, I didn't know I've you had missed, more stuff. I've only missed one thing. And I, I just want to speak to it quickly because I, 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 ooh, that was a good pun. Holy moly. In, in unintentional. Um, IQ's defense. IQ's Please. defense, which has been, other than Brunson's offense, I think the most constant thing of this of this season for the Knicks. Because that guy has been good defensively in every single game that he's played. The advanced stats scream it at you. I'm and pulling then, them up right now. And then the eye test just tells you it's not that he is so fun. Like you don't watch, like you watch Quentin Grimes last night against SGA, and it's very obvious. It's very obvious how good he is, how quick laterally he is, how he gets his hand in the passing lanes, how he gets his hand on the ball, how he moves, how he contests. That stuff's like so obvious with him. With IQ, because it I, most of his defensive value comes off the ball. And I think Tibbs knows that, which is why he generally doesn't put him on the ball because he wants him off ball, rotating in the passing lanes. He is so clean with his switches. He's so smart. He knows what's coming before the offense knows what's coming. He's moving before the pass is made. And he's really the one Nick Grimes can do this too, but not like IQ is just one of the most intelligent defenders you'll watch. And the limitations are, are, are there physically, but like, and I don't think he's like the most wonderful on ball point of attack defender. But how valuable he's been on the back line, rotating around, and then obviously rebounding. I would say he's been the one Nick this year who's pulled his weight on the boards. Um, I'm very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that because it's been a pleasure to watch. And it's it's made up for the shooting struggles that are real. And he needs to 
clean up and he will, but defensively he's been a constant and he deserves props for that. Um, there is one player in the NBA this season that has a more impressive, more, more positive, uh, it, it's negative, but it's a positive uh, on off differential, specifically on the defensive end of the court. And that is interestingly enough, Rudy Gay, um, the, the, the jazz are 21.7 points per hundred possessions stingier when uh, Rudy Gay is on the floor. Second in that stat is Emmanuel quickly. Um, the Knicks are 19.7 points per 100 possessions better when he's on the floor. And um, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, and and you can take out a little bit of the noise too with it because it's it applies to every lineup he's in. Like it's not just like there's noise in those stats, obviously, because the units that you play might be better defensively than, and therefore the on-off gets skewed. But like, it doesn't matter the lineup he plays with. That team's playing better defensively, better overall, but definitely better defensively when IQ's with them. So like Julius's defensive numbers are better when he's with IQ, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's oh, everybody's. It's just he's making an impact out there, and like with and, and it's not easy to do from his like from an off ball wing wing position, but he is so good at rotating around and, and mucking things up that it, it just, it makes a huge impact. It's changed. It's changed their season. And that is in particular why I think so many fans are, would be ready to me, maybe included absolutely lose their shit. If they trade him for sa- like, I don't want to say salary cap reasons, but like reasons that don't, entirely have to do with basketball and more from like an asset management perspective. Like this is the high, this is the, the, the young player who for a variety of reasons make the most, makes the most sense to, to, for us to trade right now, because man, there is a, there's a part of me that I'm like, if this guy ever does become the consistent shooter that I think I believe that he can be, and we'll see if he does, you know, it's like the numbers are what the numbers are. My Lord, is that a, frighteningly important player for a team that's trying to win basketball games, but we'll hope for the best there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> one, uh, one thing. Yeah. yeah one thing. I'll answer your, I'll actually answer your question after that, after that soliloquy. Um, I love the soliloquy though. I think the, look, if there's one thing that needs to happen, I, I don't know if it's even a controversial, like RJ needs to, needs to really perform. RJ needs to perform in a way different from what he did second half of last year, which was, I think significant, but, but definitely somewhat volume based. Like the efficiency was nothing special. Um, I, I think if you don't see growth, it's, it's more than just regressing back to, or progressing back to his mean, which like he will shoot the ball better because he's a better shooter than he's shown. I think you really need to see meaningful change in approach, in efficiency, in understanding who he is as a basketball player. Like he needs to start learning it to become a truly impactful winning basketball player. And I, I, at this point, it's like he needs to show it now. Like if I am, I'm basically, I think. People are still making, you got to be out of excuses at some point. Like I, I, I know it's under Tibbs. You could say that once Tibbs is gone, this guy's going to transform or without Randall, he's going to transform. But like you're watching the games, like it's the same stuff and it's not coach specific. It's make good decisions when you get into the paint. Cause you're really good at getting into the paint, finish better. Um, 
play more quickly, play with more pace, play with more um, decisiveness. Like just, I need, I need to see it. I need to see it. That's what I want to be. But when I look back at the end of the year and say, what am I thankful for? I want to say, I now figured out who RJ Barrett is on a winning basketball team. Like this is who he is. You just said a mouthful. Um, That would be nice from the guy they just gave the, the extension to not trying to make every, you know, it all a referendum on the extension, but, but it is, it is arguably the most important, not even arguably. I don't it is think the it's, most, not, it's not arguable. It's, it is the most important pivot point for this team because if RJ becomes the a version of what you're talking about, who is a guy who impacts winning, albeit at a substar level, that's like what team in the league doesn't want that guy it's in that worth, package. Certainly worth the money. Oh, it's, it's worth all the, that and then and, some. And know? I should add, I, I, one thing I didn't say is defensively. Like, come on, man. Oh, well. Come on. Let's go. You're better than that. You're better than that. You're better than that. I know it. I've seen it. You're better than that. You're more physical than that. You're stronger than that. You're smarter than that. Stop getting beat back door. Stop getting getting plump, getting pummeled over on, on regular drives from freaking Lou Dort and hold your ground and freaking play defense because you you can because you can. So like enough. I got to see it now. It's not Tim's fault that he's been a bad defender this season. Like he's better than that. So I like, let's freaking see it. We have, we have three quarters of the season left. You were sick. Now you're not, you're feeling great. You're peak health, peak health. You're, you're, you're a, you're, you're, you couldn't be feeling better. Like let's freaking go. Let's see it. Let's see the improvement. And I will be very thankful at the end of the year looking back like this guy was worth the investment because I like the extension because even though I know that he's not a very good basketball player right now, I thought he could be one, but I want to see it. That man, that's, I, I mean, I, I, that's his left me speechless. <laughs> um, well, RJ may be at peak health. I am not. So I'm going to yeah, go to sleep, man. I'm going to sign us the hell off. Uh, Andrew, Claudio, anything before we get out of here? I was like, stop ranting. I'm trying to go to sleep. No, that was the best. I need my medication and I'm going to sleep. I don't have any medication. That's the worst part. I just have one question and I just texted to both of you. Uh, Benji, why why do you hate RJ Barrett? Cut that. Cut it. (laughs) I love him. I love him. You know what? I, I care because I love him. That's where it comes from. I love him. I love everything about him. I really do. I, at least like I, I, I need to see, I need to see them. I need to see the steps. Let's go. I, I like this energy. I don't know. I don't, it's my, it's the I'm best thing. Single thing. Yeah. <laughs> that anybody could bring. Uh, like it's just, it's, it's flawless. It is flawless peak Benji in every way. Um, do I need to still ask Benji where he, I could find him and his yes. stuff. <laughs> oh, see with the format. Sorry. Oh man. <laughs> find my stuff. Ben Hill's NBA. I'm on Twitter and I tweet out all sorts of nonsense at uh, on Nick's film school feed. I'll put stuff out there as well. And um, yeah, just Nick's film school is great. Come hang out with us whenever we're doing stuff. Cause I'm there a lot too. And yeah, that's it. Thanks for having me guys. This was fun. Become a patron. So you could watch along with us when Benji is part of our playback watch parties. Yes. Also follow us on TikTok where all of his breakdowns end up as well. Sure. Yes. All of the above. <laughs> can't, speak, can't speak to that. <laughs> and wishing everybody a very happy Thanksgiving. Be there thankful for all the things that you have. Enjoy your families. Um, you guys are awesome. Everybody who listens and watches and all that. So thanks. Uh, 
I am thankful for the two of you, for our entire KFS family. Uh, and of course, for you out there who uh, makes Knicks Film School what it is, because we are a community of Knicks fans, first and foremost, uh, occasionally frustrated Knicks fans, but a community nonetheless. And we are happy to have each other. Um, and so thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for what has been, you know, another great year as we wind down to, towards 2023. And we will be back with you with another episode before you know it. He's up. Let's go, RJ. You got it in you, buddy. Thanks for a great year. <laughs> I don't know. Cut that part though. I, I was like, did I miss something? Are we not coming back on Friday? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.